Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Comeback Wrestling Show. That's right, folks. It's Wednesday night, so you know we got wrestling to talk about, and by God, we have a lot of wrestling to get into. Not WWE, though. Not WWE at all. We got the G1 Climax to talk about. We got Impact to talk about. We got Ring of Honor to talk about. And then, depending on time-wise, we will get into WWE. <coughs> if you want to join the show, you certainly can. 646 668-2372, that's 646-668-2372, and I'm happy to bring on my trusty co-host, Cruz. Cruz, how you doing this evening? Joey, Wowie, I'm doing fine, how are you? <laughs> doing great. Glad to be back. <laughs> Glad to be back, bro. Oh, you my God. got a fun show tonight. <laughs> Joey, Wowie, I'm beginning to love that, man. I want to buy the merchandise and everything. Yeah, oh. yeah, he, he's he's probably one of the most over guys right now, and he I don't think he's had a match yet. <laughs> the irony of it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that oh, is unfortunately the, the big irony of it. But yeah, Cruz, you weren't here last week, and but man, glad to have you back. But let's actually get let, let's get to the first thing on the menu tonight, shall we? And this is actually what you will be seeing in a couple of weeks, the G1 Climax in Dallas. That's the first that's night, right. right? That's right. Well, sir, that's right. Well, we got the both blocks announced a couple of days ago. And right off the bat, holy shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can say that again. Looking at the, I'm, and I even pulled up the blocks. I'll get to them in a second. But just who's involved in this in this tournament? This is basically like a who's who in regards to everything not WWE. Yep. Yeah, but while I get up, yeah, while I get up the the who's in both blocks. Cruz, for our listeners who don't really understand the whole process of how this works, can you just explain to them a little bit how this whole G1 thing works? So this is New Japan's yearly uh, tournament slash lead to determine the number one contender for the their main title, the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, 
20 wrestlers are broken down into two blocks of 10 wrestlers each. The 10 wrestlers will wrestle each other once, so there will be a total of 45 matches per block, total of 90 matches, 90, 90 plus the, uh, the final, so let's say 91. Um, each wrestler goes against each other. The winner gets two points, one point if it's a draw, zero for losing. Uh, at the end of their nine-match series, uh, it covers, you know, all of this happens over, what, five weeks or so? Uh, yeah, four blocks, like the wrestler with the most points uh, is the winner of the block. The winner of block A and block B will face each other in the final, and then the winner of that match will be crowned the number one contender for the, the main title, and they will wrestle whoever's champion at Wrestle Kingdom in January. So it is the most important, in my opinion, it is the most important tournament in all of wrestling because it does set up that next star in New Japan. And it is so interesting. The matches are traditionally of high quality, five-star matches galore. If you're a Meltzer fan or if you just, you know, understand his rating system, you know, the G1 produces so much quality entertainment, in-ring entertainment. It's a must-watch. Yeah, I'm just looking right now at the history, and there's actually been a few WWE superstars who actually, it may have been prior to them joining WWE, but who have gone on to win this. Back in uh, 82, Andre the Giant won. Back in 83, Hogan won. 85, Andre the Giant won again. So it has had pretty significant names. I mean, this is also where we saw Kenny Omega kind of rate, kind of get his push to the to the big scene, so to speak. But it's it, it, when I, when we go over who's in each block, you'll understand why that when I said maybe five minutes ago about holy shit, you'll understand why. So here we go. In block A, we have Lance Archer. Evil, Bad Luck Ballet, Kota Ibushi, Kenta, formerly known as Hideo Tommy, Okada, Offspray, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's just in Block A. Each of those wrestlers will wrestle everyone else once. So how many matches can you come up with in your mind right now? You know what? Don't don't even bother answering. Let's just let's just get the names for Block B. Block B, it's Block B. I'm just looking at it now. Has more guys who I think the American fans will know of, and this includes mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, yep. Ishii, everybody's favorite. Yep. Former WWE superstar Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, Naito, Juice Robinson, Taichi, uh, Shingo, Taiki, uh, Jay White, and Toru Yano. Yeah, Toru Yano. Again, I I mean I know I obviously over the years I've come to learn a lot of those guys' names and you know have seen a lot of them, but. Holy shit. It's like every match here, any match plan you can think of 
could be the main event of any pay-per-view in any promotion. Uh, you know, it's uh, interesting when we look at it, right? The possibilities are so endless. And we know the guys that we know. We know the big stars. But, again, you know, let's say something like an evil versus a bad luck ballet. For New Japan diehards, okay, we know that's going to be a pretty interesting match because um, we're, like, right at the beginning of the uh, push for evil to become a bigger star, and Fale, he's just a, a stable, a steady rock in that in that uh, promotion. But a Yano versus a Goto match, I mean, don't sleep on it, because that match could be very entertaining. They can definitely put on the in, in-ring skills, or, or go to the comedy stuff, what, what have you. So, all, all along, like I said, this is going to go on over four, uh, five, I think it's five weeks. And then if you count the final, I think it stretches a little bit more, maybe into a 60. This is going to be a fun summer of just excellent wrestling. You're going to have great wrestling every two to three days from New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this one right off the bat. With who I just said, we'll go block A first. And this may be a little tough. Give me one matchup you're looking forward to. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Uh... Okada and which one is this? Oh, man. Uh, I, I almost can't. Okada Kenta. I, I'm, I'm leaning that way strongly. The one I'm looking forward uh, to. But what's funny is with this one, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. The one. The one I'm looking forward to is Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. Woo! Take my yeah. money. Take my you, money. You, I mean, oh, my God. That match is going to have your technical game with with what Zack does, your high-flying, your spots with Osprey, and you know damn well those guys can put on a good match. Okay, but now let's go over to the other side of the... Let's go to the other side now. I'll ask you the same question now for Block B. What's the one matchup you're looking forward to? <laughs> Just because I'm a big-time Ingoi uh, Novelist fan, so Naito versus John Moxley, it's, it's, you know, one of those matches I never thought I would be able to see, um, not in this lifetime until, you know, the liberation of John Moxley, right? So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one and marking out big-time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see yeah. the one I'm very curious to see. Oh yeah, the one I'm curious to see. I think this could be a dark horse. Is Cobb versus Moxley? Because we all, I mean, people know, you know, who how both these guys are, but I don't think this match, Cobb versus Moxley, anybody would have ever suspected to ever have been happening being that Cobb is heavily in with ROH. And for a while, you know, Moxley was with WWE. Mm-hmm. Very but, prominently. I mean, we're also going to get a rematch. Eventually, at some point, we're going to get a rematch of Juice versus Moxley. So now, I just want to point something out. This, this, is, this is spectacular. This is outstanding. 
is going back to what you were just saying about which promotion do you th- I, I agree I think it'll come down to New Japan and AEW but I think a close I don't know if you can say a close second or a close third would have to be Ring of Honor especially with what they have coming up the best in the world and I think it's next weekend I think Ring of Honor is also going to be that one promotion that people should not sleep on especially the fact that we've gone over the card a couple of times. I mean, you got Cobb versus Taven. You got Bandito versus Shane Taylor. It was announced yesterday that Kelly Klein's teaming up with Jen Ro- uh, Ross, I think her name is, against the Allure. I mean, what they're going to do in Baltimore in, in a week from now, and we'll get more into that later on in the show tonight, it's not something people should take lightly on. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm, I mean, I think I think realistically, I think if you're a wrestling fan, you would have more interest in Best in the World, in Fighter Fest, than what was that pay-per-view that they, that company up in Stanford is having? Oh, yeah, Stomping Ground. <laughs> but, uh, rematch Grounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the best one to put it. But I just, to me, the G1 is something... And Cruz, I mean, Cruz basically said it, folks. This is an event that you're going to not want to miss. Because you basically, like we said before, we went over the card, when we went over each block, it's going to be a who's who of who's going to be involved. It's going to be, you're not going to get one bad match. I can guarantee you that. You'll not get a bad match at all. You're also going to get... No, go ahead. Check right here, John. You're not going to get a three-minute squash match at the G1 Climax. No way, bro. Uh, these are featured matches, you know, so 91 matches that are going to be at least anywhere from average, and that'll be like the forehead matches that are still going to be a good 10, 15 minutes to exceptional matches, you know, the, the kinds that we will talk about, oh, look at this five-star match from so-and-so. That's what you can expect from New Japan. It's just the G1 Climax 29. And 
I am fortunate enough to be there on night one in Dallas, July 6th. Uh, I'll be somewhere in the aisle with a bunch of uh, people over novelist stuff. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but no, the point I was going to say is, I guarantee the fans this one thing. And if you take anything else away from what we're talking about right now, just take this one bit away. You're going to watch any of these matches, Cobb versus Moxley, any of them. I guarantee you, you will be sitting on the edge of your seat the entire match. That you'll also look at the results later on and you'll see, oh, you know, it was a 25-minute match. You'll sit there and go, that didn't feel 25 minutes. Correct. Like, Correct. it was the same comment. It was the same comment we both made coming out of Double or Nothing. With that, when it was, you know, when Cody took on Dustin, and I read something like, oh, it was a 29-minute, I think it was a no, 25-minute match. And I remember I looked at you and we were doing the fallout from it. I said, that didn't feel like 25 minutes to me. Because the one thing you'll get with the G1 is you'll get, not only will you get good in-ring work, but you'll get good storytelling. Which is something that, uh, that you, you look at the WWE, they don't really have right now. But that's the big thing you'll get from this G1 climax is you'll get great in-ring work, great storytelling, and you'll get matches that you'll sit there and go, holy shit, what the hell did we just see? And, John, I did a disservice. I did not talk about this other aspect about the, the climax. This tournament sets up the storylines for the rest of the year leading into uh, Wrestle Kingdom where, you know, whoever is the, the, the final winner of the D1 climax is the number one contender. But, is at any point in the tournament, there are a few champions in the tournament, is someone beats the champion, uh, to say, for instance, um, if someone beats Okada, they can challenge him for his title at any other promotion, uh, any other pay-per-view except Wrestle Kingdom, so anything leading up in, in the year, and they can point back to the the climax and say, wait, I beat this champion. I want to challenge for his belt. So they're they're given that opportunity. And a lot of the other storylines, um, like I can predict right now that we're probably going to see, uh, I don't know, some sort of civil war inside of the LIJ. And it's, it's probably going to spark within the, the climax. So if there's something to see, something to anticipate at every date, you know, and I mean, I know there's few, I, I want to say 13 dates overall, or maybe more, um, but every time that, for the last few years that I've watched the D1 Climax, usually before work, I'm having my coffee and breakfast, I have the TV on, and I'm just like, man, I, I, I want to see this match, I want to see five minutes more, but I'm going to be late for work, so which one is the one to do they're, they're that good. And I can't yeah, that becomes so much more important. Your job or watching, you know, <laughs> Osprey take on Kenta. <laughs> well, the but one okay. thing that, I, that I'm going to try to do, because the, the big thing I always have had with the G1 Climax is the fact that it's on at 3 o'clock in the morning. And usually, yeah. I usually have to be working at like 8 a.m., so a lot of times they don't get a chance to watch every match. But the one, th- I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I'll be up till you know, 5 o'clock in the morning every time. I'm not that, 
nuts. I mean, I still have, you know, a job right now, so, and I kind of need to be functional for it. But I will make an attempt, though, to watch as many of these matches as I can over the next couple of weeks. But, I mean, coming from somebody who is still getting new to this whole thing, I seriously cannot wait for this. To me, this has the making to be epic. I think so. I I mean, this year, this year, there's I think there's more superstars, more drawing power than there has ever been before. And, and I'm and I'm searching hard. I, I would have to think back to when uh, Nakamura and BJ Styles were both in New Japan. To think of an equivalent, but it's when, when you add Moxley and Kota Ibushi and who Okada is today, Tanahashi is today, and it's, it's, this one is epic. I think this one's going to be the best of all time, and that's why we're so hyped about it. That's, that's why I paid for my ticket, my hotel, my, my flight down to Dallas, because I think we're, we're going to see history. So, yeah, New Japan, kudos for stepping up. Well, let me ask you this one, because obviously, as we mentioned before, Jeff Cobb is one of the guys in this. Do you think they would push somebody like a Cobb, being that he is in the main event scene of Ring of Honor right now? I, you know, there's something to be said about their relationship, their, their growing relationship. So I would not say that it would be outside of the realm of possibility, uh, because he has been pulling double duty. The problem, I think, would lie in that if you're going to become the IWGP champion or have that, I don't know, that sort of mystique of being that champion, that you would have to be there more permanently. But that's not always the case, right? Jericho was a champion there in a big draw, and that worked out just fine for them. They benefited from Jericho being a champion all year part-timer. So I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no to Jeff Cobb. I, I don't know who's going to win. I have This year, I don't have a favorite per block. I have like three to four guys who I can say they might win it. And that's saying something, man. Yeah, it's going to be – and, yeah, I believe that. I wasn't going to ask you who you think was going to win because I think you can pick everybody but like three people, maybe four, to win They're this not- thing. Because this is one of those events, unlike where you see like with the WWE, this is one of the events where it's like you sit there and you legitimately do not know who's going to win. That's right. You don't know. You don't. You have no idea who they're going to push. They could very well push Moxley and see the hell with it. We're going to go with the hottest thing in wrestling right now. He's going to blah, blah, blah. And you know how much they would benefit for that. They can turn around and maybe it's Kota Ibushi's time. Long-time New Japan fans and, you know, guys who've seen the Golden Lovers and, and the whole shebang with, you know, tag team stuff with Kota uh, and Kenny Omega. Kota Ibushi's never had that top belt. Maybe it's his year. He would certainly be interested in seeing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Ibushi uh, 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 versus Okada, Wrestle Kingdom main event. Bro, take my money. You definitely bet your ass I'm going to watch that, you know? Hell yeah. I, I can't say enough about New Japan, bro. Well, here's the one thing I don't get, though. 
Okada is currently the IWGP champion. How is he in the tournament? Easy because he is the, one of the top stars there, right? So let's say if he wins, if he wins, and this has happened before where the champion won the tournament, and he would figure, okay, well, there's no number one contender. Well, and then what I said about the storylines. Remember? Yeah. In the past, that has happened. I, I don't. I want to say it was with Tanahashi, but it might have been with. Uh, I don't Not Nakamura, not AJ. Uh, I can't remember the champion. I want, but I want to say it was with Tanahashi, and the number one contender was decided in another in another way much later. Okay, because that to me but just seems odd. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand it, but it just seems. It just seems odd because to me it feels like, and I when I when I first you know was talking about this over the weekend, I made the comparison that this is basically a, a longer version of like the Rumble, for example. And I turned around, I said it's kind of odd that they would have basically your champion. It'd be like okay, well we're gonna have the Universal Champion or the WWE Champion in the Rumble. To me, it just seems odd. This is one of those things where they allow another singles competitor, perhaps they'll they'll write him to beat the champion. So that at another pay-per-view, I don't know, Don't Talk War or something like that that's coming up between July and the end of the year, uh, one of those pay-per-views, this individual will then challenge Okada for the belt. And, you know, can't say maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't, I don't know, whoever. Uh, I would venture to say no because of Okada's epic title run. Um, so I definitely don't expect Okada to win. I definitely expect him to have, out of nine matches, he's probably going to have seven or eight wins and probably be in the finals and then lose. And then that's, you know, maybe a precursor or maybe a few people to beat him. Who knows? I, I don't know with New Japan. I cannot sit here and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Koda, he's going to win nine matches and go straight, and then he's going to beat Naito, and then he would end up for the first six nights, and Naito loses three straight. Koda, you know, wins one, loses two, and you're like, oh, shit, well, who, 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 who's going to win now? <laughs> yeah, that, that's unpredictable. <laughs> that, that's what's going to, yeah, that's, but, I mean, realistically, think about it. Look at the guys who are on this list. You would have to think Moxley's one of the guys they're going to push. Being that he is kind of one of the hottest acts right now in the wrestling scene. New Japan would be stupid not to push him. So, too, I think they want to benefit from, you know, his mega star status right now. And there's something to be said for striking while the iron is hot. And New Japan is doing that with Moxley. On the flip side, uh, for him, this is an opportunity to shut everyone up, whoever has any criticism about his in-ring skills. He can go out there and show his ass. He can go out there and wrestle phenomenally and shut all these critics up. Dean Ambrose was not a good wrestler, and then he can shut them. Really? What happens if yeah. he puts on two or three or four five-star matches, four, four point seven five-star matches, you know, high-quality yeah. matches? This is an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. And but there's also a time for where somebody like look at somebody like a Juice Robinson. Yeah, 
who's really coming onto the yep. scene now, this could be his time to kind of shut up the critics. Yep, yep. And I want to say with so, for example, with Juice Robinson, he had a big win over Kenny Omega, uh, one of the G1s, I want to say it was last year or the year before. And Juice, you know, in another pay-per-view, had a main event match against Kenny Omega. So, these things, I mean, it just, you just can't predict who's going to win. This is, this is not, you know, you, you can't foretell well who's going to win. It just Tune in and enjoy it. That's it. Yeah, but you know damn well somebody's going to complain. Yeah, you know damn well somebody's going to complain. You know somebody in IWC is going to bitch and complain. Or they're going to turn around and go, oh, he's too much. I mean, they, they bitched a lot when, uh, what's this, when uh, the Young Bucks had a match a couple years ago. And the comment was, oh, they're too much of a spot fest. And I'm like, Really? But you you know you know damn well somebody's gonna bitch about it. I mean, that's, that's, I'm, I, you, you, you kiss my ass. That's, those people, if you kiss my ass, whatever. Yeah, I enjoy wrestling, pro wrestling. The in ring stuff is the entertainment to me, not the endless promos, not the bullshit fucking interviews and all this other shit. Bray uh, Wyatt exploding doesn't he's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> but you get the kiss of what I'm going with, right? Yowie wowie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. But I mean, basically, I mean, anything else you want to talk about regarding the G one before we move on to the stuff with Moxley? Because I, I don't have anything I, else. I, I think we're done. All right, so we were talking about him before, and he is going to be part of the G one climax, and that's you know, uh, Renee Young's husband there, Dean Ambrose. Oh no, I went John Moxley, and reports came out couple days ago that he is not allowed to perform at the Dallas show. And the reason for this is because of AEW. And that basically AEW has the exclusive rights to him in the United States. That basically him, Jericho, and I think Omega, from what I read, are the only three that work for New Japan but can't perform when they have shows in the United States. Cruz, as the big AEW fan that I know you are, what are your thoughts on it? I would have to check the sources for this, because there's so much fake news and innuendos out there. You could be correct. I think Jericho has mentioned something along these lines, but for televised or at least syndicated television, so I always understood that clause to mean that, well, they cannot work for Impact or Ring of Honor because, you know, they, they have TV deals, but New Japan has no, has no deal right now. Yeah, but what's funny, though, if you think about it, he was working with WWE, I was talking about Jericho here for a second, Jericho was working for WWE, and then all of a sudden we saw that all in last year. So I don't know how that works for some people. It doesn't work for others. Yeah, again, you know, this is something where I would expect AEW to be forthcoming. Okay, listen, this is part of the clause of working with us and to protect our interests and whatnot. But I, 
just I'm not in those contract negotiations, so I, I'm not discounting it. it. It does sort of make sense to me, so okay, fine, whatever. If I accept it for face value, look, okay, fine, someone like me, I miss out. Okay, I expect Moxley to be here in Dallas. There's still plenty of other wrestlers that are going to – he was just going to be an attack match because you know the New Japan way, right? The first first half of the pay-per-view is all tag matches and three-on-three tag matches. And yeah. The later half is the one-on-one signal, single matches that are important. So, fine. That's okay. I'll, I'll see him at AEW. I, I'm, I'm good to go with that. I just think, I mean, when this when this report came out, I read a lot of people on Facebook were saying that AEW is being petty about this. And I totally, I disagree. Because to me, I look at it this way, and you touched on it before. AEW is trying to keep their interest here, folks. And they signed him when he, when his contract was up from WWE. To me, I think you, you wouldn't, you would have to be, well, I, I, Well, I guess I'm going to continue on here because uh, waiting for Donna. 
was having some technical difficulties again. Um, callers, if you want, you can call in at, let me sure that I got this number correctly, 646-668-2372, and you and I can have a conversation over AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, the WWE, MLW, any of your local indie promotions, I know quite a few of them, um, individual wrestlers or what have you. And then also I would highly encourage all of you, if you're listening, when you're on social media, like I have a lot of wrestling, rest, well, wrestling community friends, uh, folks who actually work in the community, whether a wrestler or someone backstage, a director, etc., etc., um, keep the fanboy stuff to a minimum, you know, just, just be cool adults, talk normally, you know, uh, some guy got kicked off of, uh, who was, was it, Morgan's page because he was talking about her breasts, I mean, if you wouldn't do it to this young 25-year-old professional woman, in her face, you have no business doing that kind of stuff online, it's indecent, it's kind of conduct that is not consistent with being an adult and, and you know, just just a good human being. So just don't do that, right? And I'm going to send this message especially to
All right, Cruz, hold on. Folks, this is still me. We just had some technical issues the other guy. Cruz, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, I don't know what the hell happened before. I didn't touch anything on the mic. I guess what the hell happened with that one. Uh, what we were talking about before was the thing with Moxley. The thing with Moxley happened was actually confirmed by Nelson. So this wasn't okay. some Show. How you guys doing? What's going hey, on? Sir. How you doing? <laughs> good, 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 good. What have I missed? Uh, we were just talking Over. about the G1 Climax, and we were talking about Moxie for a little bit. Let me oh, about this. him not being able to wrestle in America? Yeah, about him not wrestling. What, do you agree with I it? completely agree with that. Absolutely. We were, we the fact they even let him wrestle there in the first place, that's all you can ask for. It's, it's still a competitor right now. Yeah, that's kind of what Cruz and I were talking about. We said, if you're AEW, you're, you're 100% correct on that. That you're basically, you're basically protecting your own assets. Absolutely. I, I mean, I still on think... On your we turf. About, yeah, well, the thing was, we were talking about this before. We, I still think they're going to push him, seeing that he is one of the hottest actors now in wrestling. But I think with him stopping on the first card in Dallas, it doesn't hurt him. But not one bit. He's red hot. Red hot, that's the understatement. I yeah, was, absolutely. I was, so it doesn't change anything. I watched thing. his promo that he did at Dominion after his match with Dominion, and he still has that, that, like, that humor side to him, right. which is what I like. Remember, he's still working in indie dates, though, in America. In yeah, conjunction with AEW. So his, his name is out there every which way possible. Yeah, I mean, I know he did a few. He did a few shows out in my area. He just did a match. I know. I think it was last weekend. If I'm not mistaken. He did a match at Six Flags. Yeah, where, and then where the night before did, uh, with Darby Allen. No, no, no. After the Darby Allen match. Right. Correct. I'm talking about with Enzo and you know, Big Cat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But that, that's the spectrum of how one guy succeeded in the WWE and the other two guys did not. True, but one guy left on different terms. Yeah, one guy left for reasons that 
I don't really want to get into, but... Yeah, that's a long story. We've heard his interviews. We've... Yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, he's really, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's basically off in the WWE, and basically, I don't know if you would say he bet it on himself, so to speak, but he basically has taken the wrestling world by storm. Yeah. In five minutes, at, at double nothing. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I know Cruz and I were doing our preview show, uh, I think, a week before Double or Nothing, and I made the prediction. I said, he'll be there. Oh, so when wow. he appeared, it wasn't really a surprise to me. I figured, okay, this is the hottest promotion right now. They're in Vegas. It's going to happen. I didn't think he was going to basically take the whole wrestling world by storm in about 37 seconds. Well, we didn't know how it was going to happen, if it was going to happen. I mean, Jericho did a great job. Yeah, he really, he really, he did. I, I'm very impressed with where his career ends up going here, being that he isn't tied down by the WWE anymore. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm very curious to see. I mean, I won't be surprised if in a year from now, he's in the title picture of AEW. A, a year? He's a top guy. Right this moment. Uh, well, there's yeah. a few guys in that. Let, let me rephrase that. Let me, let, let me rephrase a that. year? There's a few guys a year. in that. Oh, He's well, not a newbie, that. buddy. <laughs> I know. I know. But, I, I mean, I'm just curious to see where he ends up. That, oh, that, I'm that where he ends up, where his career goes. I have, to go up. I have to say something. I am so thrilled for him. I am so happy for him. He is finally getting the love and respect and he is so over with everyone. IWC, everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Nothing but positivity for him now that he's free and especially after that very, very revealing interview with uh, Jericho. Uh, He's so hot right now. Like I said, him, him missing out day one of the G1, it's kind of okay for me. Like I said, I'm 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 gonna be entertained with so much more. It's fine. I'll catch Moxley, and you you bet your ass if he's main eventing an event for AW in the future, bro. I I might be there, and that's that's saying a lot. That's saying that I'm gonna spend my money on not only a ticket but traveling. Hotel, flight, you name it, to see him. But if this would have been the Dean Ambrose of WWE, absolutely not. There's no way. Oh no! But that goes for anybody there right now. They're all so handcuffed. Oh, you know it, man. You know it. And and that system should be shameful. But again, John and Jeremy, this is one thing that I'm going to reiterate. I have been complaining about that one promotion since 2015. And I didn't realize it until last year. <laughs> Friends of mine brought this up to me. Like, you were complaining about these people, you know, two or three years ago. Why don't you stop? Watch something else. And by the good graces of, you know, the Young Bucks and Omega and them, we have AEW. I finally have something positive to support. And All In was phenomenal. The three of us, we were there in Vegas. You you saw how 
great that show was, and man, I, I lost my voice so much. <laughs> that show I've ever been yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy, I asked you on here to talk about AEW. Talk to me about its impact, what you like about it, anything that your hearts desire about AEW. Honestly, when they came out and said, day one, this is a company for the fans, it wasn't just a, a catchphrase. It has been the whole time. They do nothing but try to work with the fans, help the fans, make the fans happy, and the talent. There's nothing not to like about this company. I don't know if you heard Tony Khan's interview yesterday on Stone Cold Steve Austin's show. But he talked about that. He's like, I don't want to handcuff my talent, and I don't want to overwork them. Which was the big thing for Moxley and WWE. And if you don't think other wrestlers and other organizations are hearing that, trust me, they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Well, let me ask you this one now, Jeremy. Um, there was announced also in the interview that they were going to have a tag team tournament, basically. If, I'm going to throw this to you guys. If you're the Khan family, who, who do you pin, who do you peg in there as your first inaugural tag team champion of AEW? You know, it's funny. I hate to be that guy because I've never booked before, obviously. Um, these guys seem to be doing everything right so far. I think SCU is the most recognizable one out of the group. But we don't know if Daniels is going to stay as singles because he's wrestling SEMA at Fighter Fest. And I don't want to do a New Day-type scenario with them where it doesn't matter who's wrestling as long as it's two of the three. You know, I think best friends would be great. Yeah, that would be different. It'd be different. They paid their dues. Private party people don't quite know that well yet, even though they're great. You put the belt in the bucks. Doesn't really help right away. They're already who who they are. I think the Lucha Brothers or best friends. I I, <laughs> I was going to mention the Lucha Brothers. Um, I love them. I love them, man. Because they are so red hot. They are defining. Oh what it means to be a tag team. The only and, thing we don't know about them yet is what their schedule will allow them to do. Because they're working with AAA still, and they're still doing some other appearances. So That's another thing we have to wait and see also. The booking it has to wait until October because not everyone's available all the time now. Well, I think a lot of them are going to be wrapping up their independent date by the end of the summer. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard by TV they have to be done. Well, yeah, because I know, I know what is it in August, beginning of August, I think it is, House of Glory, the comp, the company where Private Party came from, is hosting the Young Bucks, right. and and I forgot if it was, I think it was Matt Jackson or one of them, turned around and said, yeah, this is basically going to be our last independent show until, so then we can get, really get rolling with the TV. Correct, side. but they're a different situation being an EVP. Um. They're not allowed, they they have to get special permission to do things. Yeah, but that's yeah, why I, I say Lucha Brothers are best friends, and I don't know if Lucha is on a full time deal or not. I think so. I think from what I heard, I think well, they, I know they're done with Impact. Their deal with Impact, correct? MLW. Yeah, so I think with them, I think they're kind of weeding out everything right now, mm-hmm. and then I think they're going to be all focused in, or no, no pun intended here. I think they're going to be all in. On AEW. So that, that my, would be my, fantastic. My question to both of you is this: Is 
the coming of AEW, now, well, now that they're here, is this now the era of competition in not only terms of, of show quality, match quality, etc., but in drawing talent, in recruitment? Absolutely. What What are your thoughts there? I, I mean, they can say they're not competition, but hypothetically, if you decide not to buy a WWE ticket and you go buy an AEW ticket, you've just become competition. You've taken so John, money out of someone's pocket. If you go John, buy a shirt at AEW or Pro and Tees versus WWE shop, you've taken money out of their pocket. It's competition. John, they may not so, claim to be. They may be an alternative, but they are. So yeah, I, what Jeremy just said, John, you have $200. You can go to one event. You have AEW close by. You have WWE maybe maybe within a week, maybe a few days close by too. Which one do you go to? Honestly, it's AEW. To me, I would go to AEW over WWE in a second. Because I know damn well I'm going to spend, if I'm going to spend, you know, the $200, I know damn well I'm going to get my money's worth. Because I'm not going to get... This is a phenomenon. This is a phenomenon. It's a movement. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing is this, though. You know damn well, if if you go to an AEW show, like we saw at Double and we'll see it at Spider Fest. See that fight for the fallen. You know every match will have meaning behind it. There will be. Yeah. It will, you won't have like the match. Like okay, well you know, so and so's gonna go in, but they're gonna get squashed in about eight seconds. Right. You're not. You're not gonna see that right away. No, you're not. Thing, no, yeah, not to cut you off, but you're not gonna see like WWE where the top one or two storylines drive the company. Every story is important. If you look at Double yeah. Nothing, you had the Hangman Page Pac match. I know it never happened. You had the full year challenge. You had Cody doesn't know who his opponent is. The Young Bucks, can they beat the Lucha Brothers? I mean, it was every storyline had so much interest. Yeah. I, Jericho yeah. wanting his thank you. It was one thing after another. Even the Battle Royal, which normally is a a throwaway match, they put interest behind that. Yes, I think with the Battle Royal, I think it sparked a lot of storylines. It really did. I mean, I know one of the matches we're getting at Fighter Fest is the fatal four-way between Page, Jungle Boy, Havoc, and MJF. Most people sit there and go, oh, this is going to be a good match. I think realistically that could be one of the matches of the night. I would not be surprised. I mean, they've set up – they're doing a nice job also setting up long-term booking too, which people don't really talk about that much. You have potentially Jericho winning the belt. Well, Kenny deserves his, his rematch. If he doesn't, you have a young star in Hangman. MJF is uh, challenging Hangman now. I mean, it's just, they're doing it so well. It, it seems like to me, Hangman, it, not Hangman, MJF is going to come off like the Piper, almost. Where I'm not sure if they're going to put the belt on him right away, but he's always going to be like in that main event scene. Uh, he's still young. No, he's only 23. In the business, three years. Mm-hmm. But he's a star. Yeah, but, he but sure is. MJF, he, he does one thing that mo- that 90% of the other wrestlers don't do. He lives the gimmick. Yes. I mean, he he's one guy who, he's a heel, no matter if the cameras are on him or not are on him. Oh, absolutely. But, and we're also going to see a lot more interest in tag team division than we've had in a long time. 
yeah, that's the other thing. That's, that's it. And also, it's, I think your women's division is also going to be much different. Yeah, especially I, I want to bring something up, especially with uh, I know we haven't talked about Impact yet, but with Scarlett becoming a free agent, uh, LAX is going to be they're, they're going to be leaving Impact for something bigger and better. You know, could these people end up in AEW? Are, are they a good fit? And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking: Is a does AEW have the drawing power or the recruitment power to pull an LAX into that promotion? Could you Absolutely. imagine what that would do? Oh my! If you're if you're them right now, do you, I mean, the one brand's going to be hurt the most through all this is NXT. Triple H was making a living off getting these awesome veterans to come down there, help that brand and those young talent. Those guys don't want to go there now. Why do they want to go to developmental? Yeah, uh, and I think, and realistically, you have you have a team like LAX go to NXT and they go up to the main roster. You know, damn well, Vince McMahon's going to kill their gimmick. Correct. Day one. So, and I, I don't want that to happen. I think the gimmick they have right now is what makes them unique and what makes them one of the top tag teams in the world. But that's our, that biggest selling point of AEW is they let you be you. Yeah. And you play your own music. Yeah, but realistically, if you think about it also, if you have a team like LAX, they do have the, the tie-in with the Lucha Brothers, so you can see maybe some sort of faction grow out from that. I don't think they're going to do that right away, that type of stuff. I think the first year, it's all hands on deck. First year or two, all hands on deck. Let's do what we do that people know. And then, once we've established ourselves, we can get a little outside the box even more. Yeah, so I don't see I, the box splitting up anytime soon. I don't see Kenny becoming a heel and, and, and running a like, I I don't think so right now. No, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. Maybe within like a year or two. I right. can see that. But, Cruz, go back to your thing before about Scarlett. I would have her realistically, I would have to go to AEW. Because you know damn well with WWE, there's too much PG and with her gimmick, it would never work. Well, they've said they're willing to be a little more edgier, AEW. Yeah. I have yeah, to see that to believe it. Well, that's, that's where it's going to be interesting, because they're going to be on TNT, and and they're going to have sponsors, and are they going to become right. like the WWE, where they're going to be playing for the sponsors? It's not that you're playing for them. You just don't want to. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to risk losing a sponsor. But then you look at the people behind it. You've got Kenny, who's pretty clean cut. The Bucks, we know, are clean cut. Tony's clean cut. The only one who, Cody, a little bit, is willing to cross some lines. Well, well that's, that's the issue, though. Especially the fact of this isn't like, I know how everybody used to say, how everybody was comparing this to WCW. And the big difference is this is not a company that, that is taking over for another company. AEW is no. brand new. Correct. So and when, they keep I mean, saying they WCW don't want to be a WWE retread place. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And what, like when WCW got started, it was basically the end days of the NWA. Correct. So I don't really foresee, I don't really see the comparison with that, but <coughs> my whole thing is going to be they're going to have to play for the sponsors eventually, especially the fact they are still kind of a brand new company, and a lot of these companies are going to be taking a risk. 
It'll still be different for them, though, that they're not publicly traded. Once WWE did that, they, they really made it where they had to cross a certain – they couldn't cross a certain line. Yeah, uh, that's where – that's probably my biggest thing I'm curious to see with them is once TV does start. Also, the other thing I'm curious to see, where do they have their first show? Well, they're going to be a touring brand. They, they said that. Well, no, 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 when they do their first TV show. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but TNT might want it in Atlanta. I've TNT heard might. Atlanta. I can see Minneapolis Mall of America just for nostalgia purposes. Honestly, there's one that I'm surprised nobody's even brought up yet. How about Jacksonville? That's kind of where the home base is. Uh, we just did the show Fight or Fight for the Fallen there. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's – I don't think it matters where the first show is. No, it's just going to be interesting to see where they and – right. and I also heard, by the way, that the first show, according to what I heard, or what I heard in Khan's interview, the first show they think is either going to be a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. Yeah. Which is going to get interesting because you have the NBA season that's going to get started by then. That's what I'm wondering about, too. That's the biggest thing I'm curious about. Because WWE goes to Fox in October, right? Yeah. And on Friday nights. Same they might want that middle-of-the-week spot. Yeah, but you know damn well there's going to be a lot of interest, though. So Absolutely. But do you week. want to be the night after Raw or have your own own time middle of the week? I don't, I, I don't know. That's what I'm curious. That's probably my biggest thing, My probably my biggest question. With this company is when you look at this company, the timing aspects is where it's going to get interesting because you can go on a Tuesday, but the pro and you know damn well on a Tuesday night you're not really going to have that major of a competition. But on the flip side, it includes you and I spoke about this when the whole thing with AEW first got started, and that. How are they going to attract a casual fan? How are they going to attract a fan that hasn't watched wrestling in 10, 15 years, and also they're on their couch flipping through the channels and they see all of a sudden, you know, best friends are taking on private parties. Like, okay, who the hell are these guys? But that's, that's an issue for a lot of them. Not to cut you off there, sorry. But no, no, a lot of, lot of wrestling fans have not heard of the box that much or Kenny Omega or Hangman Page. They have not been on live TV every week. They're going to have to do a good job introducing these people, and I think they will. Well, I think that's what they're kind of using BTE for a lot. Yeah. Kind of and these shows coming ready. up. Well, that's the thing, though. If you look at this company, I've never heard of a company have so much star power and have so much push to them solely based off of a YouTube show. Yeah. I mean, essentially, they built Double Nothing all off YouTube. And social media. And to draw yeah. those kind of numbers is, is just remarkable. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, but no, I'm I'm very, very, I'm curious to see how Fighter Fest, and then Jeremy, let me get your thoughts on this one quickly. Do you agree with the whole concept of them streaming it for free? Because I know Fighter Fest is free, and I think Fight for the Fall is also free. I'm not sure about Fight for the Fallen. I think Tony Khan let that one slip. 
Um, listen, you're going to get more eyeballs on you that way. I know, I I'll definitely be watching. Idea. What's that? I'll definitely be watching. Yeah, I'm going to go to it. <laughs> this, this is why I asked Jeremy to come on here because he is. <laughs> oh, okay, so let me. Okay, I didn't know that part. Um, uh, I'll be there and I'll be in Jacksonville. Oh, cool. So, th- th- I just want to mention something to the listeners out there at Fighter Fest, wrestling with video game convention, and CEO will benefit from all these. How many of us are paying attention to AEW? That number has got to be in the millions. We're going to be watching. The, the video game guys benefit from it, and, and it's a reciprocal sort of thing. AEW will benefit from all these youngsters who maybe have grown up watching WWE, and now, oh, look, there's an alternative that actually does play video games like us. This is ingenious. When I, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this seems a little sophomoric, and uh, okay, whatever. Guys are younger than me. Then when I thought about it, I was like, smart. They're tapping into the youth, and they're doing it off the bat right now. Right. Incredibly. And that's Kenny's passion, so they're supporting him too, which is great to see. <laughs> but it's funny, though. If we're talking about, fight, talking about Fighter Fest here for a second, I don't know if I think you guys may mention this before. If not, I'm going to probably be reiterating this. They're bringing in a whole new fan base. With doing this, you never you never seen the WWE do something like this. No, no. And sure. believe me, I'm I have a lot of interest going ahead with this company, and all I know is the summer. And, and actually, Jeremy, while we have you on, there's a question Cruz brought up earlier in the show tonight that I think is going to be the common thread throughout this entire show tonight. This is the summer that every promotion is throwing out their, their best. shows. Their best. You have AEW, New Japan, NXT UK, NXT, WWE. Which promotion... Uh, don't put WWE think, in that statement, but okay. Um, <laughs> which promotion do you think at the end will win with the summer of pay-per-views? Oof. Well, if AEW is not doing two pay-per-views this summer, you can't put them in that sense. Well, I mean, and it's hard with WWE because with the network now, you're not really based on buy rate. Yeah. So not not to like disparage your question, and um, and then ROH, you have the honor club, so a lot of people have it there. So, I can't really say from a pay per view standpoint. I just think buzz is the big thing. And I okay, mean, then. You, I mean, from what I've heard, there's zero interest in stomping grounds this week, and I'm not trying to come on as WWE hater. But from tickets availability to just the card to just interest, I mean, I read a report, I don't know how true this is, that WWE officials who are, like, traveling are saying this has, like, an old-in-your-house style feeling of zero interest. Yeah. I also heard that they're doing two-for-one for the ticket prices, which they've never done before. <clears throat> and you're doing that right on the heels of All Out selling out in 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. And it's yeah, thousand yeah, buy tickets. Is, is yeah, that correct? Yeah, I think that's something. But the issue is you guys will have to realize something else, though. When the WWE put this together, 
I think what happened was they forgot that they had the show in Saudi Arabia two weeks beforehand. And then they were like, oh, shit, we have a pay-per-view. We have no matches. So we're just going to throw together a couple of rematches and hope people like it. I hope that was their thought process. I really do, because right now they have just turned off every fan every which way possible. I think you said it best, Cruz, after Double Nothing. It was the Raw after that. The first match wasn't until an hour and 16 minutes into the show. Yes, yeah. sir. I mean, come on. Well, I'll ask this one. Which one, do you, which one do you guys think will have more of an impact? Stomping Grounds? Or, you know, that pay-per-view that they did two years ago, Great Balls of Fire? Oh, um, Great Balls of Fire. Because yeah. Brock and Samoa Joe one, had a great build-up for their match. It just shows you one thing, that, that WWE are marks for Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> but There's no, no man that people are, are excited about for this show. The only one, I'll say this right now, the only one I'm excited for, because I'm just curious to see how it plays out, is Heavy Machinery versus Brian and Rowan. Because it's different. Uh, yeah, that's when you know you're reaching. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, yeah. People see that. I'm not saying that, but my thing is this, though. They're actually giving one of these guys a push. We're talking about AEW, right? AEW, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, All Out, coming out between now and the end of September. That's a lot of... And then in October, they go into TV. Jeremy, you and I will be on the Jericho Cruise, which is an AEW event. Uh, I'm going to tell the listeners now... Can't wait. (laughs) You know it. I'm going to tell the listeners now... When I was in Starcast in Las Vegas, I had a you know meet and greet with the Young Bucks. Nick Jackson told me, "Hey, okay, so I'm gonna break kayfabe because we were we were talking about the the cruise." He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna break break kayfabe." Uh, Jericho told me that uh, a lot of the activities and wrestling and stuff that goes on on the cruise will be featured on TNT, but you know, weeks later after get back, like, oh my god. I thought to myself, man, I, I've definitely got to get my costumes together, my, <laughs> you know, because you know, I'm going to have fun. And uh, AEW, man, you know, a vacation cruise. Uh, uh, it, if he that. said that, then go with it, because not to try to top you, but I was at Final Battle, and I was wearing a Jericho Cruise shirt. And the Bucks saw it right away, and they were both like, oh, did you have a great time on the cruise? And I'm like, oh, Absolutely. And they're like, would you go on again? I'm like, I'll book right now. And then Matt's like, well, I spoke to Jericho. It's going to happen. And then Nick said, it's most likely going to be January 20, 2020 because it takes like a year to to organize. <laughs> so if they say it, just they're not one to, to make our stuff up. We're gonna be watching AEW matches on that cruise. Just, just imagine that, man. A- another fun, different way of con- connecting with your fans. Right. You know, going on vacation with your fans. I mean, how cool is that, right? Oh, absolutely. And it was like that the last time with ROH. 
you know it. You know it. You know it. If so it had been over. NXT like it was originally talked about, it would not have been as good. I, you know it, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I concur right here. I mean, I'm just thinking about the summer, this excellent summer of wrestling, particularly the month of August. So much, every company got something major going on. Mexico AAA has got their plan, uh, Triple Mania. That's their WrestleMania. That's they're gonna bring in Kane Velasquez, who's a ex MMA wow. guy. Yeah, you know, he's gonna have his first wrestling match. Uh, now the Lucha Brothers are are the tag team champions for down there. Uh, but there's there's a lot. And of the indie scene's on fire in America right now. Oh, the, if you know it, man, you know so. it. W is fantastic. Ball went great. Hey, Northeast wrestling is terrific. Yeah, you know. Oh yes. Oh yes. There's there's always a big question that I ask of. Of folks who know who are cognizant of the uh, indie scene, the evolved champion Austin Theory, who I will be he, seeing this Sunday. Oh, Not to plug so myself, but I will, will see him this Sunday in Deerfield Beach. But please continue. Which promotion will recruit this kid because he is a future star, man? Stud. Um, I think he's an NXT bound guy. He is. He's only like twenty-one. 22. He's very young. So young. I, I think he's been on their radar for a while. I mean, they just had to work with Adam Cole. They better if, if they better shell out some Finn Balor money for him, seven grand a week because <laughs> it is worth it. Yeah, I think that's that's the destination. He's kind of hinted at wanting to go there. And if you're Evolve champ, you're kind of that's kind of right below NXT, kind of hand in hand. I'm just, I, I, it's funny, you guys brought up the whole thing with Austin Theory. I, I, I figured he'll be with NXT also, and they'll use him great for the main roster, and also he'll become like, you know, one of these other guys from NXT, and then I figure <laughs> give him five years, he'll be in AEW. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because AEW, it, have, it's going to be hard for them just to develop somebody like that right away. I, I mean, I, I laugh. Jeremy, I told this to Cruz maybe a couple weeks ago. I said, me last year, I was diehard WWE. I was the type of fan who sat there and said, it's the WWE or it's nothing. And then actually... Well, you're learning, young man. (laughs) Yeah, but what's funny is I actually give the credit to somebody else who was on the show a couple weeks ago, actually, who I had on when the show first started. And he's somebody who's very big in the New Japan scene. And he turned out and he's like, he's like, well, you got to go watch this promotion, you got to go watch this promotion. And one time I said, okay, I said one time, I'm like, let me go try out a Ring of Honor. Let me go try out in New Japan. I haven't turned back. More and more now, I'm losing more and more hope with the WWE. And more and more, I'm looking forward to an AEW. I always look forward to Ring of Honor and New Japan, but to me, if there's one promotion I'm really looking forward to come the fall, that's AEW. No, of course. Let me ask you guys a question. Okay. If AEW keeps up on this rocket that they're on, and fans of WWE have been saying for a while, I'll just let Hunter take over and things will be where they need to be. Do you think it could be a point where it's just too late for him? Bruce, <sighs> you want to take this one first? 
I don't I don't think the machinery that is WWE is going to be uh, affected at, at least. This is a Walmart phenomenon. This, Walmart, you know how much of a staple of our economy Walmart is. Good. Our economy is indicated well. I think it's predicted to be well. I, I think the WWE will will have that sort of placement, albeit lower quality. They may lose talent left and right. Uh, the two promotions, or actually, that promotion and everyone else will both splinter. It's certainly going to be sports entertainment, and then oh, pro wrestling is going to be open. In and I'm answering your question. At Macro level because it's, it's uh, that that's you get the gist of what I'm where I'm going with this. I, I don't think AEW's rise they may become the best wrestling show on TV. They may sell out you know pay per views from here till the next five seven years. I, I don't think it's going to affect them at all. I think it's enough of a fan. Anything I see AEW winning over the youth from the WWE and continuing to grow and grow and grow. So you're saying that the 1835 market? Okay. Uh, um, I, I, I think when I'm over, things, it, it's just the progression, the progress of everything that they're doing, from even having just a Nyla Rose, a sunny kiss on, on their promotion. That 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 openness brings in a lot of folks, and I, and I said this to you, John. The WWE missed a mark with um, name the the uh, that black man with my partner at one point who was openly gay wrestler. Uh, they missed a mark with him. He should have been the one that had the rainbow merchandise and stuff like that, not Finn Balor, and. Now we see AEW with these, you know, openly LGBT people and fully embraced out in the open, wrestle, okay? Yeah, you're cool, you're doing your thing, youngsters, wrestle and entertain us, and they, they're doing that. And then so many others, so many other examples there uh, of an educated professional dentist slash wrestler. When, when have we ever seen something like that? You know? Yeah, no, I... I... I agree. I think <laughs> we're actually going to bring Jeremy back on right now because for some reason his call got dropped. Let me just bring him back on quickly. Jeremy, are you there? I'm here. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Just repeat your question one more time because I, I kind of – My for some my, reason, my, my question kind of was, I think AEW is on a meteoric rise right now. Maybe I'm overreacting. But the, the casual WWE fan says, oh, once Vince leaves, Triple H will take over and it's going to be amazing. I think he's going to be in a – Bad spot when he takes over. Yeah, because people are tired of that. I Bully Ray said it best. Not to not to just steal his quote, but Bully Ray said, "The elite did a great job before they got to AEW of just capturing the fan who felt ostracized in WWE." And I think Cruz and I definitely were to a degree. And I think now you've become that, John. <laughs> and I, I think at a certain mean, point, it's going to be more and more people. Well, I think the thing is, and I made this point on the show a couple of weeks ago, I said AEW is going to succeed because of WWE screw-ups. I, I also and, think so. John, but when I you have a company, a... but when you have a company in WWE 
that's making their big focus the 24-7 belt. Ugh. To me, how can anybody take you seriously? And also, not even that, go a step further. How is anybody supposed to take you seriously when your universal champion, who's supposed to be the top guy in the company, you don't know if he's a heel or a baby you don't know with Rollins, especially, oh. but basically with Rollins, we saw it on Monday night when he basically turned around and he said, okay, anybody who sides with Corbin, I'm going to hit them over the head with a chair. To me, that came off almost pure. Yeah, but with kayfabe gone now, I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, you look at Cody. No, no. You look at Cody and on, on, in a match, he's a heel, but when he does his interviews, he's all babyface and talking about helping the fans out, so... Yeah, but then <laughs> but you can say the same thing though about Triple H, though. Yeah, of course. But to me, I think the problem's going to be with WWE is the fact that Vince McMahon is still in charge of booking. Because as long as he's in well, charge of booking... Well, he's killed NXT, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, I laugh on Monday... He screwed up storylines there. I mean, how Adam Cole is still sitting in NXT is beyond me. My, no, my thing is how is the whole Undisputed Era... Absolute end Velveteen Dream. Yeah, but the problem is Vince McMahon's of the mentality that if he didn't create you, he's not going to push you. Correct. I mean, go down. I mean, I know tonight on. I, I haven't even watched tonight's episode, but I know tonight they had. Um, I think the, they announced their breakout tournament, their breakout superstar tournament, and it's going to be all the guys who haven't been on TV yet. So it's going to be your punishment, Martinez. ACH, all these guys who have just joined the company, I'm like, okay, great. Give it a year so they'll all be up on the main roster and they're all going to become jobbers. That's been the, the trend. I mean, you had Gargano and Ciampa in one of the best feuds, in the, the best feud in the company. And you bring them up as a tag team as if that never happened. That's yeah. all Vince. But, That's, I mean, yeah. they just think we're so, I hate to say it, they think we're so stupid so many times. Me, I mean, they overbooked matches so much. I mean, there was a match I had always wanted to see was Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. And then when I heard it was going to be triple threat mania, I said, awesome, between the two of them and Miz. They must have done Balor and Rollins every week leading up to that match. Yeah, but When it got to mania, you didn't even care. Yeah, but also, you talk about, like, with WWE, a lot of their booking has become very illogical. Because, like, I'll give you a great example. They had the whole thread... <laughs> throughout Monday and Tuesday with Rollins about, like I said before, about, you know, if you side with Corbin, he's going to hit you over the head with a chair or something. And then all of a sudden, you got these guys who are getting hit over the head, and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, we can't rest the match on Sunday. And J.D. actually made the comment, I think, in his Raw review, he's like, does that make sense to anybody that you get hit, you get hit on the back of, with a chair on Monday, but it leads you to not being able to reference on Sunday? And how about if you wrestle these guys so much all the time, it just becomes oversaturated? Uh, Mosley talked about that. I don't know if you heard his interview on the Wade Keller podcast. No, I didn't get a chance to hear that one. He talked about that, and he talked about... Yeah, he he talked about that, and he talked about... Basically, he gave an example of a week... The week before Mania this year, they were in Pikeville, Kentucky. They had Charlotte, Becky, and Seth on the card. Three of your main eventers, pretty much, at Mania. He said, no offense to Pikeville, Kentucky, but 
was it that worthwhile to risk putting your top people in a match the week before Mania? There. Mm-hmm. For a crowd of about 500 people, 1,000 people. And I'll give you another one. Explain to me why all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler isn't on TV for six months, all of a sudden comes back, jumps the line, and goes, well, it should have been me who should have been the champion. I tell you if that makes any sense. Nothing they do makes sense. And you watch AEW, they build the cards so nicely. They keep interest with the being the elite, and the uh, Nightmare Family videos are fantastic. I mean, you're hooked on it. I watched the video tonight. I was begging for more. Yeah, well, I always look forward to those because I always expect there to be some sort of news that comes out. Right. Like, I know they announced – well, didn't they announce on tonight's one that they're going to have at All Out, they're going to debut the women's belt? Yeah, I think they're going to crown the champ. No, I thought they were going to just announce it. I didn't know if they were – I didn't know – I didn't hear anything about them crowning one. Okay. I, I thought they said they were going to crown it, but don't hold me to it. Well, I'll ask you this one now. If you're Tony Khan, who do you put in as your first women's champion? Britt Baker. Britt Baker, hands down. Bruce, what about you? Britt versus Kylie Ray. Mm, okay, I like that. I, I can, but too bad faces, I, though. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing that one. I mean... I, as I said to Cruz after Double or Nothing, I have a major crush on Kylie Ray. Okay. So I wouldn't mind. And also, as we've seen, the one thing we have seen in WWE that has been somewhat successful, and we've seen it in other promotions, is the babyface chasing the champion. And realistically, you put the belt on Baker, you have her feud with Kylie. Has Kylie chased the belt? I don't know how uh, it's become. I think Kylie will be chasing the bell for a while, kind of like Bailey did. I think you're gonna have like her have to deal with like Awesome Kong. Can she take yeah, on this see. monster or Nyla Rose? You know those the monsters. Ali impacts the heel type. I I think Kylie I, they're gonna build up slowly. I could see that. But they them, have a star in her. Yeah, but I could see them kind of having her go through like you know everybody. That mm-hmm. is like she gets to the point she's like okay I've gone through everybody. Now, give me Baker. And don't be surprised if that gets set up for maybe All Out next year. Or I'm not saying that's going to be called All Out, but I'm just saying whatever the September pay-per-view is going to be for All for all the Wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised if you yeah. leave it for well, a major That's my question to you, too. I think, Cruz, and they said they were going to make, and, and John, that they were going to make Monday Weekend an every, every year occasion? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is that going to be their WrestleMania type, or is the Labor Day weekend show? If they do, if they do those days, they always have. I would think it would have to be. I could be wrong with. I would think it would have to be the Labor Day, because that's what kind of started this whole thing. Okay. I would, yeah, I would say yeah. The tradition of all in, all out. Because think yeah. about it, they that they they did the all in pay per view last year. Nobody thought they were going to have any success with it. It turned out to be probably one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. And they probably looked at each other and said, okay, we can do this now. Who's to say we can't do this on a full-time basis? Well, according to them, 
that they they said they knew by all in that it was going to happen. AEW. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. Especially you have the backing of Khan, who's one of the richest guys in the world. And He's sharp. Kind of in good shape. I mean, he was glowing about Britt Baker yesterday on his uh, on, uh, the Austin podcast. Yeah, but, but he said he also all... wants her to be able to have time to be a dentist too, with the schedule. Yeah. So yeah, is that the type of person you're saying you want to, to be your champion? Yeah, I would I would like for her to be the champion because to me, it makes it better for the baby faces for the Kylie race. For yeah, your I'm family. surprised they're even having a women's champ that quickly. I thought they were going to no, wait I'm and build the division more. I'm not surprised because I think their mentality is they want to have champions set and ready to go by when the TV starts. You know what? I just thought about something. This was hitting on this conversation. This is just a, a footnote here. Uh, I follow Santana Garrett on uh, IG. She communicates with me sometime. One of the little fun back and forth that we've been having for a, a, a while now, I keep asking her, ma'am, when are you going to sign with a, a, a promotion and have a steady you know, employment with a promotion? And she's like, you just wait. There's news coming. There's news coming. I would not be surprised if she ends up with AEW. And I will go nuts because she's amazing. Oh, my God. And long overdue. I don't know what companies have been waiting on with her. I yeah. Great worker, yeah. great-looking woman, great personality. I mean, she's everything you want. Can you imagine Scarlett and Santana ending up there? To supplement what's already in AEW, I, I don't think Scarlett's going to end up there. I really don't. You don't think Scarlett's going to end up there? No, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think that's what everybody thinks right away. Is all right. Mm-hmm. Look at it like this: Maria Kanellis basically came out and begged for a job at AEW with Mike. They didn't get it. They were doing okay in New Japan. They, they kind of ran their time there. I would have suspected she would have been better off in Impact or Ring of Honor. Uh, they they went back to her old job and saw how that went out. Went about. So, but they're making money. And from what I understand, her husband had a drug problem and needed rehab. And this employer pays for lengthy rehabs and you know continues the paychecks and whatnot. So I. I this is just me speculating. Well, I, I mean, I heard, what I heard Vince is now just going to overpay if he has to. Sure. Yeah. To keep talent. I heard, we, me and me and Don had a, a luncheon with uh, Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff told us straight up, Vince is actually a very good guy. He will take care of his people when they're in trouble. When, when the shit is real, Vince will be there. He will pay. So uh, I think Maria is where she asked to be. Uh, Scarlet was not on our on our first cruise. And you know what, man? To me, all of this from all in, uh, everything, to me, AEW stems from this cruise because I'm looking at this poster and, and the Young Bucks, Jericho, Omega, Cody, their friendship was solidified there. They they sort of had the preliminary plans for all of this. As and, and Marty's only a matter of time. And he, you know it. 
once his time is up with the Ring of Honor, he's going to join. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he he'll be there for TV. I mean, I don't know when his contract ends. I mean, I don't know. Do you well, know? I, I mean, the rumor I heard was September. Well, I, well, regarding Marty, I know, and I think at Best in the World, they're going to announce a fourth member to Villain Enterprises. So I'm wondering if they're introducing this guy <clears throat> to begin writing off Marty. That's my impression, too. Well, I actually thought of his theory, and I want to run past you guys, regarding Britt Baker for a second. Let's say Britt Baker does become the AEW Women's Champion. And let's say her boyfriend, Adam Cole, eventually does make it to the main roster. And all of a sudden, he gets booked like shit. Would any of us be surprised if in a couple of years from now, all of a sudden, you're hearing rumblings of Adam Cole to AEW? Who are his best friends? Who are his best huh? friends? Who are his best friends? The Young Bucks, the Cody. There you go, Kenny. Kenny. And Marty. And Marty. That's why I, I, I consider Marty an AEW guy now. I, I still do. I know he's not there. I know he's still finishing a Ring of Honor, but as we know, the package is strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I think AJ Styles got the deal he wanted because of AEW. Yeah, and I also won't be surprised, and I'm going to say this right now, I won't Tim be surprised. Ballard. Well, not even Tim Bell, I'll go a step further, if we get Anderson and Gallows in AEW. I think that's that's for sure. Because even I though... Think Kevin Owens would, I think Kevin Owens, it could, cause you could see him going there, but I think he's such a family man. Yeah, He's I, got a good thing going. Owens, would me, would seem kind of out of left field, because he is being pushed so much now by the WWE, and he's on TV every week. Right, but I can. See but where, what about Shinsuke Nakamura? Guy hasn't been on TV in how long? Yeah, that's another. Right. No, I, I think if Nakamura does anything, I think he goes back to Japan. Yeah, I think I think he'd move back home. But I I won't be surprised also if we get potentially an EC3 in AEW. Uh, you you got to be careful with that. I mean, they're just not going to go in and just raid their talent. Well, that's the thing. Somebody made a They've point. been very clear they, about that. They, it's not even that. They do have a budget. AEW? Yeah, AEW. And that they do have, you know, they do have a certain amount of spending limit they have when it comes to how many guys. Realistically, other than maybe a few more big names, I mean, do you really need that many more people on this roster? You don't, exactly. Jericho said it best. When Jericho did that first interview with Tony Khan, I don't even remember that. Right after he announced, he yeah. said then, and Tony agreed that they had enough wrestlers then for eight to ten months of storyline. Well, you've yeah. doubled the roster, tripled the roster since then. Yeah, I mean they're good for a year or two. Happening. Yeah, but I mean you look at what's happening right now with the WWE, where it seems like they have an overabundance of guys, and half the guys you never even see on TV anymore. Correct. Uh, I think I so can I, see the revival end up going there because I think the Bucks and revival want it. Have that match? Yeah, I mean, we could we could sit here for hours. I think. Oh yeah. And, name every, and every person who we think should go. I mean, Kota Ibushi if would would come. I I'm gonna throw another name out there, and if they pull this one off, I think he would be a star, just because of what he's done right now. How about Sammy Callahan? Um, I think AEW would. Be, can make anybody look. I don't say make anybody look good, but if you're good, they'll give you the 
tools even more. Yeah. But I think about that. You have Sammy Callahan. Let's say eventually he does break off from OBE and he gets that singles push that where it's just him. Him and AEW, I mean, crap, just right, just, I mean, just look down the list now. Him versus Havoc. Him versus Moxley. I mean. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Yeah. That's another guy. And who's going to be a star for them? I'm telling people. Yeah, I can see. I Great see addition. Ever, I can see if they ever get like a secondary title, almost like an IC title or a US title. I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of the forefront of that. Who, Sean Spears? Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's there just to help the young guys and eventually slide into a coaching role. Well, that's what they were saying, was that I think yeah. he, in his interview with Chris Van Bleet, he said that, that he was going to, that they figure he's, because I think he's like mid-30s, right, if I'm not mistaken. He's late 30s. He's like 38. Oh, he's, and he's so opening he's, a wrestling school with Tyler Breeze. So he's kind of in the same boat as as uh, Cassius Ono. Yes. To, to an extent. I think he's like 40. Well, that, no, that's the thing, though, that he, that like, you look at somebody like Ono, he, Ono's in no shape or any way that he's going to make it to the main roster. What I can see with him is when his time is up, I can see him becoming a coach in NXT. Yeah. He, I mean, he but, was in Orlando anyway before that, so it, it makes sense for him. Yeah. And by the way, Cruz, I don't know if, if I told you this yet, and Jeremy, you can hear this as well, but July 13th, we actually will have Chris Van Vliet on the show. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. He was supposed. He was actually supposed to be on the show last week, mm-hmm. and he actually texted. He actually direct messaged me on Facebook on our Twitter, and said that he's going to be in London for like the last, I think, next two weeks or something. So great guy. It's going to be a great interview. Yeah, that that's what I'm really looking forward to. But I mean, and I'll be honest, I only did it because I basically I met him at. Starcast, and I basically sent him a message. I said, you know, you want to come on the show? And he said, yeah, just give me a time and we can figure it out. Awesome. Yeah. So Breaking news, make, I like it. Yep, just wanted to make that announcement. It was finalized last week, but Cruz wasn't on the show last week, so I wanted to wait till he was on to hear the news. That's awesome. <laughs> but, Jeremy, I mean, don't be a stranger. Please. Well, no, I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, guys. Cruz, thank you for reaching out to me and inviting me. Oh, anything for a fellow rager, man. You know, you know it. Actually, <laughs> actually, and OG, we are OGs, Cruz. Remember, <laughs> I actually just thought of something. Um, Cruz, I, 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 I didn't want to test you beforehand because it just kind of dawned on me. But when we do our AEW preview shows, Jeremy, if you're available. You're more than welcome to come on to do when we do our preview shows. It'd be my honor. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I can talk about AEW for hours on hours. <laughs> WWE, I'm trying not to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> I still think ROH is doing great things too. Oh yeah. But they're I'm always going to be a secondary company because Sinclair <laughs> just doesn't put the money in them that they should. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fun trying to watch them at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, I love PCO and PCO and Destro. I watch that religiously. I watch PCO. And the Briscoes and are fantastic. Briscoes. Kevin's a star. 
He is. He is. I mean, Cruz, you were on the cruise. Uh, how how over was Matt Taven on that cruise? Oh, you know, <laughs> all over the place, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, and, I mean, as far as like the fans liking him. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> good, good stuff there. Uh, it's funny. I'm actually looking forward to Best in the World. That was going to oh, be a yeah. good show. And, oh, yeah. and Cruz, no, I, I mentioned this to Cruz two weeks ago. The match I'm looking forward to out of anything is the main event, Cobb versus Tavis. I think yeah, that's, that's a great match. Great match. Where, I think that's a match where I wouldn't be surprised, and I'll just say quickly about this match, I will not be surprised if Cobb wins. Oof. This is a busy summer for Jeff Cobb. He's in the G1. Yeah, he's doing a lot of, yeah, New Japan too, right? He's in the, the G1. He's got he's in the G1. He's got nine matches with uh, New Oof. Japan in the summer because that's how the G1 works. You're in a block. It's like a league set up. Every wrestler wrestles the, all the others. There's a total of ten, so each wrestler has to fight, uh, wrestle nine other people for this tournament. And then two blocks winners, both of these guys facing each other, so potentially 10 matches. So, <laughs> he's going to have to Yeah, so, I mean, do you take the belt off your, your guy at Ring of Honor? I don't I mean, know. To have him go there. Ring of Honor generally doesn't send their heavyweight champ to the G1. Yeah, yeah but to me, then, why would you have pushed him to the last year without getting pinned? That's true. It could, it could, I don't know. It could be a symbiotic relationship there where, hey, this is your top star. We're going to benefit. Our, my, my tournament benefits from his being in it, and we're going to ex- give him more exposure, more TV time. We're, we're you know, blasting all over America and Europe now. So, you know, their, their numbers keep it. Right. This, this you have Matt Taven win at the Garden. I mean, that's not the type of thing to take the belt off someone quickly after. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, I could see one. Of, I could see one of two scenarios happening. Actually, I could see one big scenario happening. I could see some like dusty finish happening, or like some screwy finish, and whatever the next pay view is for Ring of Honor, I could see them going at it again to kind of prolong this. Yeah, and I could see Taven breaking away from the kingdom at some point. Uh yeah. But the thing is, it kind of it works with his gimmick right now. Of course. And then I, I, I actually, I don't know if you guys heard, he has a, he has, he has a podcast now. Matt oh, really? And, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, give me a second. I actually have it. On I need to download that. Of 8,000 podcasts. On, <laughs> it's, it's called Take a Bump. It's with him with some guy from Boston. They don't have that many episodes. They've only done like eight episodes. But something... Okay. I mean, you know, of course, you know, the first one I have on my list here is, you know, the Comeback Wrestling Show. <laughs> but, Jeremy, don't be a stranger, and we'll definitely, we're going to have you on again. Thank you so much, guys. I really can't thank you enough. I really enjoyed this, man. Thanks, man. Jeremy, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. All right. Well, Talk to you later, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. You too. Later. Later. Cruise? Yeah. Wow. 
Do you realize you yeah, spent the entire show talking about AEW? Uh, so a refreshing little change there. Yowie, wowie. Because uh, from our normal... And what's funny is, the other stuff we had, <laughs> we'll go into quickly. Uh, let me ask you now. Do you think Scarlett ends up in AEW? I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with my OG Rager friend here. Uh, I, I think that's the natural common sense. Her sexiness, her over-the-top, you know, you're not going to, what is it? You're not going to hot shame me or, or that doesn't work in a, in a PG no. setting where you already have Alexa Bliss and Lana and uh, Lacey and Charlotte and, and she's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's, just well, look at the track record. You put her I, I in, the, in the WWE, she, she's going to get lost. Also, you'll see no. her be like, oh, you look, look, WWE signed Scarlett. Next thing you know, she's on main event. Or it's not outside of the realm of possibility that she just stays in the indies and does Ring of Honor and that's it. I'll do Evolve and MLW if, you know, other other things, you know, guest spots and continues on that. I wish her continued success, but I think that's her addition to her and Santana Garrett joining AEW. That's it. That is women's division watch. Um, Quickly, I want to get into what happened. Speaking about Scarlett, I want to get quickly into what happened to her at AAA over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think it, I'm assuming you watched the video or you yeah, watched the show. I was watching the show, yes. Yeah, um, and basically, if, if the fans are listening don't know what we're talking about, basically Scarlett was at ringside with her boyfriend, Killer Cross, and basically a fan grabbed her pulled her by him and started groping her. But as you see in the video, kind of groped her to the point that it was getting quite disgusting, in my opinion. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Scarlett. I think she's very attractive. I'm not taking that away. But you have to, as a fan, you have to understand that there's a line. And yeah, like Cruz, like we when we were in, in Vegas a couple weeks ago, we were able to get high fives, handshakes, hugs, the whole nine yards. Neither one of us or nobody there thought, oh, let's start groping these women. To me, that guy, what he did was disgusting, and he has no right to do that. So uh, I'm going to keep it, uh, again, at, at a much more higher level, and, and I'm not going to attack this individual because uh, – he, he, he could be mentally challenged. He could be someone who he, 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 he might not be normal. You know what I'm saying? We don't know anything about him. You know what I'm saying? He, he could have a, a child's mentality and just, oh, you know, this is my favorite wrestler. I'm going to hug her. To me, it seemed like a hug. He hugged her from behind, and people online put the grope into it. Uh, still, it's wrong because as a fan, your job is to sit there and get entertained and, you know, clap, cheer, boo. That's fine. Uh, in the indies, look, just for just about every 
wrestling promotion that I have been to, usually an announcer tells you the rule. Do not cross over the barrier or we will punch you. We will beat your ass and then you will be arrested as you're thrown out of here, you know, for, for assaulting us, you know, because we don't know what you're doing. You know, we don't know if you're drunk high, you have a gun, knife, and this kind of stuff has happened in the history of wrestling. Okay? You you, you know that, John, with uh, yeah. Nikita Koloff talking about Puerto Rico where fans were selling drugs right outside of the stadium, and they probably had knives and stuff in the audience, you know, <laughs> throwing, throwing, spitting at them and stuff like that because the days of the old days. Wrestlers don't know who you are, what you're doing. You could beat your brain, try to hurt them. They're going to hurt you. So for your own safety, don't do that kind of stuff. I, I'm not going to – to me, it seemed like the guy was just hugging Char, uh, Scarlett, and um, her peers sort of, you know, because I don't – she wasn't cognizant of what was going on. She was in, in the heat, uh, you know, in, in, in the moment of wrestling and just being hyper and stuff like that. So her friends sort of – that that situation, but I'll bring it back to you. Remember when that that little black kid uh, slapped Alexa's Bliss's butt? Uh, Nia Jax was carrying Alexa, and the kid was kind of like trying to high five, slap her butt. You you teach those kids at, at that point. Then you know the wrestlers need to come out. You don't touch me. You know you don't. You're not my husband. You're not my father. You know I, whatever. You know this is wrong and stuff. You know I have you arrested for this and people need to tell them because you know that was just an innocent kid doing this but you know, still a human being who can learn this other man I don't know I, he could be a deranged criminal rapist I, I, I'm speculating still for his own safety he should not have done that because if Killer Cross would have went into his ass nobody would have stopped him you, you know what I'm saying so it is kind of yeah. scary really and if you're listener out there, don't do that, man. I mean, just imagine if, if I, you know, jumped the fence and into your backyard and I approach you, how would you, uh, how would you treat me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, that, to me, there's no reason for it. There's no, there's nothing that can be said that makes this guy look innocent. To put it nicely. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not, and I'm, I'm not even looking at it from a wrestling perspective. I'm just looking at this in general. When you're talking to a female, I don't care if you're at work, if it's your wife, if you're talking to somebody, it doesn't matter. Your first instinct should not be, and I'm not yelling, I'm just trying to make a point here. Your, for, your first thought and the first thing that goes to your mind should not be, oh, let me grope this woman. Because to me, people who do that are disgusting and have no moral or ethics. There, I said it. And, Cruz, you may be right on the fact that this gentleman who did this at the AAA show may have something wrong with him. But I'm just looking at this from a generalized perspective. 
that there's no rhyme or reason to do this. There's nothing that says, oh, if you're a guy, you're allowed to do this. But I don't want to get too much into this because I can get into a whole thing on this, and I'm not really in the mood right now to get into it. But, Cruz, we have about five minutes left. We'll stay on a little bit past 11 just because the AEW stuff kind of went a little quicker. Let's talk quickly right now, before we wrap up the show, about that um, pay-per-view, I think, or something that they're doing in Washington for the WWE. I just can't seem to think of, oh, yeah, stomping ground. I mean, okay. I'll just put it this way. Is there any match you're looking forward to? Oh, sure. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. It interests me. I I expect to see excellence. I, I expect the uh, Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, Drew Gulak triple threat match to steal, to be the best in-ring wrestling match uh, of the night. Uh, I, I, I believe their standards, the 205 standards, have consistently been high, with, with the exception of that Enzo Amore bullshit. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that match, and I'm looking forward to Samoa Joe and Ricochet. I think those will be – oh, Kevin Owens and the New Day. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sammy, and the New Day. So I, I like those. Any of the championship matches, I could give a fuck about, unless Brock Lesnar cashes in on somebody. And then just, just because people are going to be triggered and pissed off. Well, since you brought up Ricochet, and, you, and he is going up against Samoa Joe, I just want to get your thoughts quickly. Did you hear the news that broke uh, earlier tonight about Ricochet? No, what happened? Apparently there was a video that got leaked. Now, I have not seen this video. I have no desire to see this video. But apparently a video got leaked earlier tonight of apparently more nude pictures of Ricochet. But apparently one of them is with his thumb up his ass. Literally, his thumb up his ass. And the comment that somebody said in one of the groups, it may have been the Powerbomb group, I don't remember. But at this point, this comment was made by somebody. Why is it okay for us to Google Gaga, or like some wrestling fans to Google Gaga, over when we saw Alexa Bliss got leaked, Paige got leaked, but also when Ricochet gets leaked, and it's like, well, that's immoral, that's not right. Well, it's not right, period. It's not right. But my, my, thing, at all. my thing is this: how, how come it's okay then? And I agree with you 100. percent But the point that the guy was trying to make is that why is it okay then for fans, especially in the IWC, to Google Gaga when it's a female side? So this is such an immoral. Yeah, I, I'm not trying. It's not the question. It's, it's the action that is immoral. It, it is wrong to, to look, distribute, and talk and promote those the, the violation of privacy. And yeah. quite frankly, I, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I, I, I'm not going to fuck Ricochet. I, I'm not interested in him. I'm not interested in seeing him naked. I am not going to fuck Alexa Bliss or Tony Storm or who 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 was who else was it that was was it Charlotte? I think. Hey. In page and all these other, I don't know these people. They're they're 
they're just folks on TV and maybe in, in events I see them. I, I'm not going to – you see what I'm saying? I, I have a woman here. Uh, if she wasn't around, I would be dating and stuff like that. I, I don't need to go there with that nonsense. And even if I was single with nobody, it's still wrong because I don't know these people. There's no sort of connection. I don't see the sexual attraction to it. I don't I don't see why good wrestling fans would come online and just like, oh well here's the link to this picture of Charlotte or, or Paige naked or, or Ricochet and this, that, the other, and then you're gonna call yourself a fan of wrestling, you scumbag, you piece of shit. If that was my daughter I and I knew you did this, I would slap the fuck out of you. You know? So fuck whoever distributed that to begin with and each and every piece of shit afterwards. That's how I see it. You guys are fucking scumbags. Spend more time talking to the women who are in your lives, you pieces of motherfucking monkey ass shit. You fucking mooks. Leave those fucking pictures alone. And for the life of me, you're gonna fucking mess with these wrestlers that you claim to support. I don't think so, man. I, and if that's in the power bomb group, that person is getting banned as soon as I get out of this podcast. I, I I think I wasn't sure, but I did see it in one of the groups. I don't remember which one. I know where. But my my thing is this: regarding thing with Ricochet, I have no interest. Cruz, I agree with you on that. I have certainly no interest in it. Uh, to me, when anybody gets their photos leaked, to me, it shouldn't become. Ooh, what's that? You know what it reminds me of? It's like, okay, well, you remember when you were in, like, grade school and, you know, before the days of texting and whatnot, not saying that you're old, but I'm just trying to make a point here, mm-hmm. that when you would pass notes around in class mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden finally get to the teacher and, and then the teacher would look at you and get pissed off, that to me is what this is like. To me, it's like what essentially what you're doing is you're passing around something that you have no right to have. You have no right at all to have it. And to me, anybody who does have it, I put them in the same category like I do with the people who who uh, you know, like the guy who gropes scarlet. You're nothing more than an animal. But let's wrap up now quickly with the show that is happening this Sunday, we usually will do a prediction thing, but due to time conditions, we're not going to do that for this one, also I don't really care. But Chris, before we do that, quickly tell our fans if they're in the Parabomb group, what the prize is for this pay-per-view. So yeah, real quick, yeah, for WWE Stomping Ground this Sunday, right? Um, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, if you win our little contest, you're going to win a guest spot on our show uh, next Wednesday, or you know, if there's a timing issue, we'll work out. We'll work it out with you. Um, yeah. Any, any Wednesday that we're hosting a show, and it's every Wednesday nine to eleven p.m. So yeah, you know, it's your opportunity to get some experience with talking wrestling and just having fun online. And you know, hey, you saw how much fun Jeremy had tonight. So if you're passionate about pro wrestling or sports entertainment, you know. You get respect here. We appreciate your input. And you know, here's the little contest. Also, it gives 
some folks who are new in the group, a little bit of experience with uh, the contest format, so they, they can see, okay, hey, look at this one. This, this is going to be something that we're going to be doing more often. So, well, The other thing I do want to make a mention of before we sign off for tonight is I want to apologize to Julian because I did see another number pop up, Cruz, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. it was Julian, but I, but the, the thing was we're getting so much into the thing with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to I didn't want to cut him off to go to the not not that I have anything against Julian I'm just trying to if Julian is listening Julian I apologize definitely try to call you can definitely call back in next week. Believe me, we still have enough time for anniversary we can hold off the impact stuff till next week. Quickly before we sign off, Cruz, when we come back on air next week, do you suspect either a new WWE champion or a new Universal champion? I hope to see a new Universal champion. Uh, A new WWE champion only if the beast in the bank cashes in. Uh, But the the Seth Rollins stuff, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to go with Corbin. <laughs> I'm going to go with whoever is against Seth Rollins. I, I don't like that guy. I think personally, you know, it, what what is his name, Mr. Lopez or whatever, Toby Lopez, I, I would probably drink a beer with him. Well, I don't drink beer anymore, so I would probably hang out with him and talk. Hey, respect. But the way that the character is being booked and this, this whininess about Brock Lesnar is off-putting. You like them, other people like them, look kudos, like what you like. That's that's the beauty of life. But me, nah, I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. Plus, the career arc of Baron Corbin, to me, is just much more attractive. He's put in his time. He's put in a lot of time in NXT, a lot of growth. Nobody believed in him, and he's on top. They need to strike while it's hot. Go, go build him up for the young. I think if they if – they, Thinking about it now, yes, I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of Corbin. But I think if you want to make a superstar, I think you make it this way. But I don't think you do it now, though. I don't think you pull the trigger now. I think if you pull the trigger at all, you don't do it at a, at a throwaway pay-per-view like stomach grounds. I think if you, if you pull the trigger and you put the belt on Corbin, I think you do it either at Extreme Rules or you somehow wait till SummerSlam. That's where you get your moment. But, Cruz, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? I have been posting a lot about this this summer of wrestling as of late. And, folks, I know this month we have four major pay-per-views plus whatever's going on in the indies. And next month that goes up to, I think, 13 or so. And then in, in August – Forget about it. There's something going on like every every day or every two days. So this is your summer to have fun and and really enjoy yourself. And there's so many options out there. Come on, guys. There's really no no room for negativity. There's some there's something out there that you will love, and we would love to hear about it. If you're in the Power Bomb group or the, the commentary group, Central group, um, come on down. Post something good something positive and you're welcome, you know. And thanks for listening. Yeah, 
Uh, basically, with me, Cruz, you kind of touched on it before. This is basically the summer of wrestling. You have every promotion from AEW to New Japan to NXT to NXT UK to MLW. Every promotion has a show between now and the beginning of September. We will be your number one stop for a majority of them. I'm not saying we'll do it. We'll cover every single one of them, but we'll be we'll be your number one stop for a lot of them. But again, it was great to hear from Jeremy, Julian. Again, I apologize. Hopefully, you can come on with us next week. But Cruz, it was glad to have you back. And in case, and by the way, before we go, unless in case you missed news before, Chris Van Vliet will be joining the show July thirteenth, July third. Sorry, July third. At 9.30, let me just double-check. Give me one second. I don't want to give the wrong date, and then all of a sudden I have people yell at me on Twitter and Facebook that I gave the wrong date here. So I'm just pulling up right now quickly. Yeah, July 3rd at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Chris Van Vliet will be joining the show, so we'll have – we'll probably put something out beforehand if you have any questions they would like us to ask him. But again, that will be July 3rd. But before we get to that, we have Stomping Grounds, we have Best in the World, we have Fighter Fest. So, folks, you already put your seatbelts on because it's going to be a fun ride for, for, you know, from now till the beginning of September. But for Cruz, I'm John, IWC. You guys know what you guys can do. I don't have to say it, but I'll say it anyways. You guys can all kiss my ass. And for everybody else, have a good night. Thank you for listening to the show. You can listen to the replay of the show on Google Play or iTunes. Just re- just search Comeback Wrestling Show or search KVM Radio Network. You'll find us either way. Again, for Cruz, I'm John. We'll catch you guys next week. Same time, same channel. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.